My name is Tom O'Leary, and this is the Time Academy Podcast. Today, we are talking about productivity and the feeling of never being enough. Ever feel like no matter how much you do, there's still so much to get done? For many people, to-do lists are eternal, with the focus on what hasn't been done, creating a sense of being incomplete, of not being enough. Productivity can then become about trying to shorten the to-do lists and itself become a task. It does sort of beg the question, when then will be enough? And indeed, how will you know? The long-standing cultural narrative is around progress. Our purpose is seemingly to improve ourselves and the world each and every day. Now, there are still arguably religious undertones in many societies with the sense that redemption comes from working hard. Indeed, the philosopher Alan Watts put it simply when he said, and I quote, We think of life by analogy with a journey, with a pilgrimage, which had a serious purpose at the end, and the thing was to get to that end. I love that line, we think of life by analogy with a journey, with a pilgrimage, which had a serious purpose at the end, and the thing was to get to that end. But Alan Watts argues this is a mistake, and he he goes on, but we missed the point the whole way along. It was a musical thing, and you were supposed to sing or to dance while the music was being played. So what Alan Watts is pointing to is, is a tension in our worlds between living for the future, for the journey and getting to the end, and enjoying the dancing and the music, by which he means today. If we're focused on outcomes in the future, how much of the singing and dancing can we enjoy today? The classic example is working long hours so we can retire in some comfort, and yet we might be dead by then. My own father died at the age of 44, so I have an idea of what that looks like. Now, hopefully we will still be alive, but the point is that you are definitely alive today. And let's be honest, if we were instead living just for today, how long would our to-do lists be? So the conundrum is clearly that if we do hope to be alive tomorrow and next year, it surely makes sense to plan and work for that. It may not feel quite right to be broken a year, but to be able to say, well, it's okay, I had a great time on the beach this time last year. So a key word feels like balance, which is in a sense hedging our bets. We may not live to enjoy the mythical better future, so let's enjoy today, but in a way that is mindful of our possible future selves. As the Buddhist teacher Thich Nhat Hanh said, if you are grounded in the present, you can then plan for the future. Indeed, the future emerges from the present moment, and in that sense, making plans for the future is part of our purpose in this moment. So how then do we answer the questions, am I doing enough today? Am I enough today? Am I doing enough today? Am I enough today? If we're thinking of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and the whole weight of the future, then it clearly may not feel enough. One possible pathway is to collapse time in a sense and bring as many of your future hopes into today as you can. Now, there are echoes of this in the words of the poet Robert Frost. My object in living is to unite my avocation and my vocation. My object in living is to unite my avocation and my vocation. Vocation is the work you do because you have to, and an avocation is what you do for pleasure, not pay. So Frost's invitation to unite avocation and vocation is about finding a way to bring joy and purpose to our days and to our living. Then your today will be so satisfying that today will be lived in full with no striving to get to the land of tomorrow. And there are many examples out there. Take this comment Rick sent me. For some of us, work is a major part of what gives life meaning. In retirement, I'm on trend to work, in inverted commas, about 1,800 hours annually. Now, before you get the calculators out, that works out at 35 hours a week, each and every week. No easing off even in retirement. 
So Rick has his sense of purpose and has united his avocation and vocation. It is then a matter of weaving today into that larger tapestry, which for me comes back to the idea of timescales. If the big picture is clear, i.e. what you want to have accomplished in, say, a year across your life, then you can sort of hang that picture on the wall and focus on living today. If you are following the vision, it's easier to feel you're doing enough today and that you are enough today. In a way, this is the same tension as between outcome goals and process goals. Outcome goals are about the future. I want to have run a 10k by the end of the year. Now, for me, these are meaningless. I don't know how much or what I'm supposed to do today. So instead, I set them as an overall vision and turn them into process goals, which are about the steps I will take each and every day. In this case, that turns into a training plan for the next months with runs and rest days scheduled. There's no negotiation or doubting that I'm training enough. There's a plan in place, so all I'm being asked to do is to follow through on today's one small piece and let the outcome take care of itself. That is enough. So in closing, let's come back to these two questions I posed earlier. Am I doing enough today? Am I enough today? There's no implication that you should be more or less, and yet the process of asking these questions can unearth some interesting aspects about our mindsets. Thanks for listening to the Time Academy podcast. I hope this has offered you a slightly different perspective. If you find it helpful, please share. I'd also love to get your feedback and hear your story, so please feel free to email me.